0: and we are back welcome you guys to the third ever episode of prodigy podcast hosted by yours truly paul duncan now today we have another special guest last week we talked with john byers a former marketing director for converse sort of on that basketball sort of path but today we're going down a different path again today we're talking about golf one of my favorite sports and one of my guest's favorite sports today we're talking with ben carroll he is a 18 year old junior golfer who is headed to charleston southern university uh this fall to play on the golf team how are you doing today ben i'm doing pretty good excited let's get it rolling it's your first podcast yes sir <laughs> so i guess we could just start from this we could just start from your beginnings how did you get into golf sort
1: of what sort of inspired you to play golf and when did you start playing all right so my uncle my dad's oldest brother played golf at virginia tech So, he's kind of been a pretty influential person in my life, I'd say. And when I was four for Christmas, he got me a set of Snoopy golf clubs. (laughs) So, I went out there and just started beating balls with my dad at the hill. He kind of hooked me there. And I was just kind of, I've played a bunch of other sports and didn't really get into it until I was about 10. But I always loved just going out there beating balls and trying to beat my dad. So,. And you played at the Hill, the municipal course? Yeah, I did. And then I I played at the Hill and then the Virginia Tech uh, campus course. And then when I was 12, I came down to the country club. And who was, I guess, your primary instructor back then? Uh, until I was 12, up until I was 12, I kind of didn't really have anybody. I got a few lessons from, like, when I was eight or nine maybe I went to some junior clinics up the hill and at the tech course but until until I was about 12 and then I got hooked up with Brad Ewing yeah
0: so Brad used to be the golf pro at Blacksbury Country Club I remember when I first remember you like remember meeting you I didn't really meet you so you won it was like some tournament I think you won like the Blue Ridge Junior it was like a championship you got like some weird it was like yeah it was like a dish you got like
1: this plate it was like a silver plate yeah it was the VSGA uh uh, youth championship for the 12 to 13 age group. Yeah. Which exactly. is kind of like the state tournament
0: for mm-hmm. that age. Yeah. And so you show you show Brad that. And I was like, who the hell is this kid? Like, <laughs> I literally have never seen you before. And I remember the whole time I was, like, trying to hit really good because, I like, I guess I knew you were good. And then I think another time, did you play in the Roanoke Valley? Yeah, yeah. I did. I remember uh, it was hole four. You You're with your mom. Like, was she walking with you? Would she do that? it might have been my dad it might have been your dad but you were praying from the red tees and we were like "All right, let's get this started you guys weren't hitting your group wasn't hitting yet Yeah. and you were like I gotta wait for them to get off the green
1: I was like get off the green (laughs) oh yeah I do remember that I was playing with I was playing with a couple other kids yeah my dad was with me yeah, that was
0: so funny, and then you hit the green. That was so funny, especially when you're. I was probably you're probably twelve. Yeah, probably. 12. I was probably like nine, eight or nine, and just seeing a kid hit the green. Like I was struggling to get over like the mid part of the fairway. That was really funny. And do you, when you started seeing Brad, could you see like a jump in your game? When did you
1: really see? I, so let's see. I started right after with Brad, right after sixth grade, and I was playing the blue ridge junior tour and i just won the player of the year so like i'm feeling pretty good coming <laughs> off of that thinking i'm at the up at the top and then i got with brad and my swing was all kinds of screwed up and then brad kind of changed a few things and so i i didn't play great until the next summer I went to the beach with my family, and then I came back and I won that VSGA tournament. And that kind of put me up feeling pretty good about myself again. Yeah, let's talk about that. So it was 12 to 13 age group. Yeah. Do you remember what course it was? It was at a course called the First Tee of Chesterfield. It was a par 66. So (laughs) if people don't know much about golf, par is normally 72, 70 to 72. So there was a lot of par 3s at this (laughs) golf course. (laughs) And I don't I don't normally tell people that it was a par sixty six because it sounds pretty good when you say yeah I shot sixty four yeah. sixty <laughs> six. <laughs> and do you do you remember any people you played against who were maybe global? I played with Chris Zhang mm-hmm. both days in that tournament actually. Chris was pretty pissed off <laughs> when I Chris was pretty intense back then he still is but. He was pretty intense. He had his uh, Oakley glasses, so he looked a little <laughs> bit more intimidating. And then I played with Drew Brockwell, who's on Tech's golf team. Really? Oh, so, so you're playing against some, I guess, good competition. Yeah, there. Right? it was pretty much all all the people that played in that tournament are at the high level in this the VSGA in the mm-hmm. and state stuff right now. So so after that 12 to 13 group, did you
0: maybe focus, like when it came to your practicing,
1: were you maybe being a little bit more precise
0: when you came to your practicing you were just beating balls yeah
1: i would say that tournament kind of elevated my because f- i didn't really go in there i hadn't played anything at that level really i kind of just I went in there i was just like and i didn't know what to expect i didn't know anybody really and i came out and went one i was just like oh i can kind of do this yeah so i think yeah me and brad kind of actually focused on me improving and working on how to play the game of in golf instead of just Hey, I'm going to hit this. I'm going to hit that. So, and then uh I was like
0: from my perspective, I would say the best part of your game is like like the fact the fact that you like you hit bombs. Like you
1: hit the ball pretty far. Yeah. Were you still hitting pretty far back then? I would for the, my age, I could get it out there about 280 yards. So, a 13-year-old, <laughs> that's a dinger. That that gets out there. <laughs> uh, a
0: little story off that to branch off. So, when I was in 8th grade, i went to the university of georgia golf camp and i was like 13 mm-hmm. and i mean i never i mean i still don't really hit the ball fart now yeah it's your water you got it and there was this kid i played with it was like a little captain's joy sort of thing we did the first day to, to play the course mm-hmm. and, the, and this kid was hitting at 300
1: <laughs> out that's it's a whole different level i mean 300 yards for anybody that's above tour average yeah so if you're hitting at 300 yards you're doing something right and i was like how i was like what's the farthest drive you hit he said i hit
0: it 400 in a tournament <laughs> <laughs> probably with a few cart path bounces yeah um so after that 12 to 13 sort of win do you have mm-hmm. any other big wins before or any big wins now that you really remember
1: uh, i mean i've I haven't won at a level. Once you get to the high level of junior golf, it's kind of hard because mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm playing against people who are going to Duke, yeah, Oregon, Northwestern, South Carolina, <laughs> Georgia. Like, it's not easy to win. But I mean, I have a pretty good amount of high finishes and or like think or like not things tournaments you've participated in. I'm uh, well next week I have the Scott Robertson mm-hmm. Memorial, which is a is top it? twenty junior, top 10, top 20 junior tournament in the country. Yeah. Um,
0: I know... Didn't Akshay used to play that?
1: Yeah, Akshay played in it last year. And if people don't know, Akshay is a 16-year-old that is turning pro next year. He's really, really freaking good. (laughs) But, yeah, it's, it's a really, really good tournament. There's a ton of really, really good players in it.
0: And then you also i don't know how long have you been playing you've been playing a lot of amateur tournaments especially around the V.S.G.A.
1: yeah that's actually something i was going to talk about a little bit later but yeah i've played in the vsga state am the state open which is actually half uh amateurs and half professionals Mm. so and i've played in a decent amount of high-end uh amateur tournaments i got a couple lined up this summer too
0: yeah we'll talk about that in a bit we'll just stick with maybe some junior tournaments yeah um I know over the over last summer, uh, you played in the junior match play. Yeah, and that was kind of a cool experience. Ex- cool experience for me because it was kind of funny. I was like hitting on the range, and I'd go up, and I'd see like, did Ben win? And he kept winning. So yeah. let's talk about that.
1: So that tournament got off to a little rocky start, and for, I'll lay out the format. That tournament is 36 holes of stroke play qualifying, and then there's 120. 100 people in that field, and they cut the field after those two uh, rounds to 16, and then they play match play in. So, I started off, you know, par the first hole, tripled the next one, Mm -hmm. and then... Is this in your qualifying? Yeah, this is in those first two days. So, I tripled the second hole, which is not good, especially (laughs) on a 150-yard par three. (laughs) But then I played my next 10 holes and 7-under. And then bogeyed my last hole that round, I think. So I shot 67 the first day, and I was in a tie for, or I was in second alone behind Connor Johnson, who hits the ball about 20 yards past me. hmm And uh, he plays golf at Tech. So played the second day with Connor and who uh, Another kid I can't remember, but shot 72 that round. There was really nothing special. It was really boring golf. But I got the third seed. I came in a tie for second in that stroke play qualifying and got the third seed. And then I played uh, a kid named Everett who plays golf at Hampton University. Um, and that I don't remember a ton besides the fact that I should have won that hole about six holes earlier than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, kept, I kept dragging all my matches out. And I, th- I won that one on the last hole. But he wouldn't give me a putt I mean, in match play. You're allowed to give putts, mm-hmm. and I mean, being generous most of the time. If it's two and a half feet or in, I mean, that's two. Like it's not yeah. very far. Yeah. He wouldn't give me anything if it was six inches away. I had to putt it. So. But you'd give him stuff, like yeah. I'd give him yeah. stuff. But so it was pretty annoying. Then the next round, I played Drew Brockwell, he plays Golf Attack. We talked about him earlier. Yeah. And that was a really really good match. We were both like. Five six under, mm-hmm. going into the last hole, and he hit it in the rough on eighteen. Eighteen was about a four hundred twenty yard hole, but you couldn't hit driver; had to hit an iron off the tee. So he had about a hundred seventy yards in. He was in the rough, and it was had, he had a weird lie, and he caught he hit a dinger. <laughs> he flew. He had a hundred seventy yards, and he flew the green by forty. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a uh I had I was in the fairway had like 160 and hit it short of the green cuz I he hit before me and I was just like all right he's making bogey so let's just at at best he's making bogey so I hit it short of the green he had to take a drop so he got a penalty and he I think he ended up making double I chipped up to about four feet, and I lagged a four-footer. <laughs> I lagged a four-footer. So not very many people do. The Most people trying to make it. I lagged it. Just to make sure you won. Yeah, so yeah. I won that round one up. And the funny part was the tech coach, Jay Hardwick, he just retired, but he was watching us. He came up to me afterwards, shook my hand, said, good playing, Ben. Shouldn't have, you shouldn't have won, but good playing. <laughs> what? So... <laughs> he, Drew is one of his favorites oh, okay. so he didn't really want to see Drew lose and I think his other Connor Johnson I think Connor Connor lost that round too mm-hmm. to a kid named Michael Brennan who was playing committed to play at Wake so then the next round this was another bat played horrible I was pl- playing a kid named Caleb Co and I was 3 over 3-3 three, three, and I was 3 up you're three up yeah he (laughs) went double 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 (laughs) like i i didn't actually like i I was actually i was probably two over i think i bogeyed one and two but and then the rest of that round i play i think i played at an even par Mm -hmm. but he this i mean i'm talking that he's a little asian kid about five five how How old is is he He's he's my, our, my age, so he's 18. Mm-hmm. Doesn't hit the ball anywhere. Uh-huh. But he made everything he looked at. Like putting? <laughs> yeah. And He uh-huh. <laughs> chipped in a couple times. So I we ended up going to extra holes after I bogeyed the last. I think the last hole, again, the green was about 40 yards long, and the pin was in the back, and I hit it to the front. Uh-huh. So I needed a driver to get it there. <laughs> And I left it short, and then I, I think I missed another one. So we went to extra holes. We tied the first playoff hole, and then the second hole. Uh, I hit it in a greenside bunker. It was a par three. I hit it in a greenside bunker, and he hit it in a greenside bunker, but I was probably 10 yards away from the pin. He was about 50. Mm-hmm. So he, like a 50-yard bunker shot is probably the hardest shot in golf. So he hit it. he had about a thirty footer for par. And I hit mine for about six feet, and then he hit a pretty good putt, and I think lagged it up. And then I shaking over my putt, just like oh no, oh shit. Was this semifinals? Yeah, this was so. And I I, I hit a horrible putt. I hit like it wasn't a solid contact. I hit my line and everything, <laughs> but I hit it horrible. <laughs> it, it went in, and you, you can see you can see in the video. They they took a picture actually, and you can see in the picture I'm like. Chicken winging it almost, <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> so that went in, and my dad actually, I was up there by myself. It was in, it was at a place called Richmond Country Club, and I stayed at my grandparents' house for the first couple days. And then I had a, since my tea time for the semifinals was at like 7.30 in the morning, I stayed in a hotel. My dad actually came up and caught the last two, two uh, the two playoff, or that two extra holes from the semifinals match. And so it was pretty cool to actually see him because he doesn't actually normally come to a lot of my tournaments just because he's a pretty demanding work schedule and stuff. So it was actually yeah. pretty cool to see him and come up and give him a hug afterwards. <laughs> so, and then the finals uh, teed off about 30 minutes later for the match in the finals. Uh, played pretty good think both of us shot... It was against a guy named John Hatcher Ferguson who's one of my good friends and plays golf at Hamden Sydney uh, which is in Farmville but uh, we're both about two under through nine... two under through ten I think we both birdie ten and then I think he won eleven. I think I... I think he hit it to like two feet mm-hmm. with a par three. Yeah. Uh, then and I missed a green but got up and down but he hit two feet so then next hole he made a 30 foot bomb on me really and I had about a 15 footer hang on the lip and I was I mean I wasn't too happy obviously (laughs) and then I think I ended up on the next hole to par five was probably my favorite hole in the course par five kind of straight up the hill about 500 yards I hit it in two we and I had about a 15 footer for eagle I think he hit, and then he made another bomb. He made another twenty footer for birdie, and I made birdie. So we have that hole. So he's two up through thirteen. He wins fourteen, so he's three up. Then I hit it to a foot on the next hole, part uh-huh. three, and I, he didn't give it to me. So. <laughs> Did you miss it? No, I didn't. I didn't miss it. So I'm two up, and I, I mean it was a good match. We're both. I'm at that point. I think I'm three under. He's Probably five under. So like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not playing bad. Yeah. I'm playing pretty good. And then the next hole hit my T shot uh in the fairway. He this hole was funky. You could hit driver and hit it over the tree's right into a different fairway, have a wedge in. Or you and that's what he did. Or I hit five iron, I believe, and then have like nine iron in. Mm-hmm. So I hit five iron right down the middle then somehow managed to hook up nine iron about 50 yards left <laughs> I hit a pretty good shot and Chip and he he makes a easy par so I have to make about a seven footer for par to extend the match and I think I shoved it out to the right so that was over but I mean all in all that was one of my favorite tournaments even though I played 126 holes and Four days, mm-hmm. five days. So I mean, what you're playing like two matches a day? Yeah, when, once I got to match play, it was two matches a day. Yeah, it get pretty
0: tiring, especially yeah. since you, I guess you were saying like how it dragged. Yeah, on. it
1: wasn't wasn't a f- super flat golf course either. So, uh, uh,
0: who's some of
1: your favorite people to play with? Or who's like some uh, cool memory you had playing with some people? Let's see. First time I ever played with Jake Mundy. Mm-hmm. Jake Mundy uh, played golf at Auburn. And turn pro. So Jake is kind of like my big brother almost. It's uh, taught me a lot. So playing with him for the first time. Uh, Hunter Duncan, Jake Duncan. You played with Lonto. I've played with Lonto. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody cool. <laughs> hmm. I think I know one.
0: Well, you didn't really play with him, but, like, you met him on the range. Who? Was it Eddie Royal? I yes, I've,
1: I've hit balls with Eddie Royal before. That was pretty cool, because that's, that's my guy. That that was, was so That's funny. my favorite tech player ever. That was so funny. I was, like, I think I was playing Xbox
0: upstairs, and I get this text from Ben. He's, like, look yeah, who I they're, they're, like, in our
1: group trying to just met. Yeah, you group chat just because look who I just
0: met. Because <laughs> what, what, what pissed me off was I, I skipped. It was, like, a Friday, and I'm, like, I don't want to work on Fridays.
1: And I skipped practicing that day. Um, <laughs> Let's see. There's... Um, I've met Phil Mickelson. Mm mm-hmm. But I think just all in all, I'm friends with a lot of guys on the tech team and the Radford team, and all like get, getting with them, you get a really good competition going. So, and like you played in all those like big junior tournaments like Virginia. So yeah, so you, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, what else to talk? About? Oh, I don't know if most
1: people won't. I've played with Carl Phillips. Oh, the guy who's going to Stanford. Yeah. yeah, is he from Australia, right? Yeah, he's from Australia. He's top, like the second ranked junior golf, junior player in the world. So, when did you play with him? What was in eighth amateur? No, It was in Scott Robertson in eighth grade. Was so he I, was he good back then too? Shot seventy seven. I think I beat him that round. Hmm. So he must have glued up. Then I had to withdraw because I got sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what else. You want to talk about the amateur tournaments now? Yeah. Okay. So, um. Really for me, uh, the I got just getting some advice from like Jake Mundy and a couple other throughout everything. My like my goal was always play college golf, so I didn't exactly play in a ton of junior tournaments. Mm-hmm. You went a different way. I kind of played in more half, kind of split my time half and half. I played junior tournaments, state junior tournaments. So I also played a lot of the amateur events just because from college coaches like seeing that you're playing against that cuz that higher level of older cuz like if I play in the state open it's half pros and like like college players then uh, yeah like there's all yeah like playing the state am there's people from I mean for in virginia there's people that go to auburn wake forest stuff like that so I'm playing against all those guys so I'm playing against the best of the best mhm so it's just kind of like college coaches they look at that and they're just like oh, okay this guy and if you do well they're just like okay this kid can play yeah so i guess we could sort of merge into the recruiting yeah.
0: process in a bit um do you know when you like you first got a college coach's
1: attention at what age or <clears throat> i think it was right before eighth grade uh when i won that youth championship in chesterfield i uh Brad Ewing wouldn't tell me who it was, but he told me that he had got gotten a couple calls about me from a couple coaches. I mean, I had an idea. It was probably Jay. Jay. <laughs> or some. It's like not, not anybody super oh, big. Super, yeah, but like lo, more local.
0: Mm-hmm. But, and uh, then when junior year hit, when like I guess they
1: could start yeah. talking to you, did you get. Like, who started talking to you? Um, I mean. I talked to a pretty good amount of schools. I talked to Tech, took a visit to Tech, took a visit to West Virginia. Uh talked to UNC Charlotte. Uh sophomore year I actually took a visit to Tennessee. Uh uh-huh. uh Let's see where else. Obviously Charleston Southern. Um Richmond, Maryland. Uh I I talked to the UNC coach for a little bit then he left and went to ECU, I believe. Mm. Um and actually, fun. Uh, I emailed the Florida coach really? freshman year. Did you ever respond? Yeah, he did. They weren't that good. Like they, they were good, but they weren't phenomenal at that point. Mm-hmm. Two years later, they're the number one team in the country. But <laughs> he, he did. Really, he, I did have a little conversation with him for a little bit. But
0: yeah, that's kind of tough sometimes.
1: Yeah, and when you visited
0: Charleston, Southern, that was wait. I, remember. I visited this path last September. Yeah, because I remember that happened because he came back and I was like, "What's this?" Yeah, Mm-hmm. and how how did the coach really like? What made you sort of want to go to Charleston? What gave uh, you? It was
1: solely the coach. Really, he's coach awesome. Was... What's his name? Jason Payne. Uh, he was an old assistant at Georgia when Harris English, Hudson Swafford, Patrick Reed, and all of them were there. Mm-hmm. So he knows he's seen the best of the best Georgia's produced probably more tour pros than anybody else, but he's he knows what he's doing. He's just an all around really good guy and I just felt like I created the best relationship with him and he can get me and prepared for what's next in my golf career After and in life so and
0: I don't know I don't really know too much when it comes to like the college golf scene I think you probably know so mm-hmm. is it a lot of like you play in like the college tournaments and then you play in amateur tournaments otherwise and like your amateur ranking up
1: Yeah so the world amateur golf ranking factors into every single they take into account every single college tournament and also the amateur tournament's separate. So we play a bunch of tournaments. South Carolina hosts, like, as a state. There's a bunch of other schools, obviously, like Furman, USC, College of Charleston. They all host their own separate tournaments throughout the year. So South Carolina is kind of on the East Coast, kind of the hub, the central hub of college golf. There's a bunch of great tournaments there. So it's... It's pretty solid. And then we'll go to, like, Florida, Tennessee, st- a bunch of other places like that. And hopefully, trying to convince the coach to take us to Hawaii in a couple of years. But, yeah,
0: they pretty nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, what commerce are they in? I can't remember. Is it, It's not Big South, is yeah, it? Yeah,
0: it is. It is Big South? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I guess, hmm, you want to talk about maybe some funny stories you have on the golf course or anything cool? <sighs> Let's see.
1: Hmm. I'm trying to think of the fun. The f- okay, one of the weirdest ones, probably.
0: Oh, that, God, that's hard. Have, well, you, have you ever gone to, like, an altercation
1: with one of your, I guess, opponents? A, a alter- what do you mean an altercation? I don't know. Y'all get in an <laughs> argument? I mean, I've gotten an argument with a lot of people on the golf course. I'll say this. The biggest thing in golf is your confidence. You have to believe in yourself. And I'm going to be honest, you have to be an asshole sometimes. <laughs> you have like that. You have to come off that way a lot of times. Because like, you can't, honestly, uh, you can't go into a tournament thinking, oh, I'm just going to play for second. I'm g- just going to yeah. play it. Like, you have to think, I'm, I'm the best player in this field. Mm-hmm. I can beat every single person in this field. And when you go into a tournament, like
0: when you're playing in a tournament, uh, do you strategize different than maybe, like, let's say you're playing a team with Jake or when you brace? I mean, like,
1: obviously I'm going to think about it more. I've, I have actually play better when I have a person to talk to, say, like a caddy. Uh-huh. I, a lot of junior tournaments, you can't have a caddy. But when you have a person to talk to and actually think through your shots more, for I think for me that's helped. But, yeah, when I'm just out there messing around. Trying to hit dingers, uh-huh. but uh, because you're a pretty it, aggressive player, like your games. So. Yeah, like what when you see me in a tournament, it's gonna be it's a lot different than me down at BCC. I'm at BCC. I'm trying to shoot the course <laughs> record every single time. I mean, obviously, I'm trying to shoot the course record at a tournament, yeah. but like I'm gonna think my way around a golf course more. Speaking of
0: course record, I guess one of the, like my cool stories when he came playing with you, it was over the summer, and uh, it was just was it this? It was like the day. It was like the first day of the U.S. Open and like I don't know I felt kind of inspired because the US Open like my favorite tournament of the year and like you go out I think you go birdie and then you eagle the second hole and you're like I'm shooting the course record <laughs> that was
1: so funny I think what did you shoot like 64 I think I shot 63 okay What's yeah the I record? shot 63 the course record down here 61 yeah because I remember because I had to hole out on 18 I just eagled 17 Mm-hmm. and we, we were playing we were just like nah that's probably not going to happen then I hit a 7 iron from like one 185 to like six feet and i make it and then i hit i obviously had no chance of eagling 18 after i hit it in the trees mm-hmm. but <laughs> that was really
0: funny uh what'd you you shot a 30 on the front nine yeah it was like I've a 30
1: choked a ton of times on shooting the course record i've shot 29 on the front nine and then shot like 35 on the back uh, really yeah oh that sucks it sucks <laughs> shooting
0: what seven hundred. <laughs> yeah, you suck, eight hundred. Yeah, you suck. Um, uh, trying to think—is there anything else to talk about? Mm, nothing really. Do you have anything else you want to say? I mean,
1: golf is a sport where it's very give and go, kind of. Like you can have a great day and then have a really bad day, but just don't get down on yourself at all. Like, go out there. I mean don't swing as hard as you can because that's the worst thing you can do Mm. but like just have all the confidence in the world in yourself believe in yourself and just go out there and just I don't try and shoot the course record every single time but think your way through every single shot I mean and if you visualize every single shot and strategize your way around the golf course I mean you're going to shoot good scores but don't forget to practice your putting (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. Yes, sir. it was awesome.
0: Hosted by Paul Duncan with Ben Carroll. And don't forget to tune in next week or every single Friday for a new episode. And don't forget Prodigy Podcast is now available on the Apple Podcast app or if you're on Android, the Google Podcast app. See y'all.